There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Tea with HB, the podcast where we drink tea and spill it. Everything you weren't taught in school can be found right here. Mobility. The ability to move or be moved freely and easily. I don't know what the weather is like where you're listening to this, but right now it is cloudless blue skies and I am stupendously sunburnt and reminded of childhood holidays in France. I hope this episode will be some escapism for you. While we are all stuck inside, it might be fun to take your mind off things by planning all your post-isolation holidays, or daydreaming about exotic destinations. We are delving into how to make travel easy and accessible, pain management tips, and so much more with the incredibly kind and talented photographer and travel vlogger, Katia. I hope you will join us with a delicious cup of lemongrass and ginger tea that reduces inflammation and helps relieve some chronic symptoms. But most importantly, ginger aids feeling sick, which is useful no matter what form of travel you prefer. And lemongrass has anxiety relieving properties to aid the stressful side of holidaying. Though, if you're listening to this during lockdown, the main benefit will be the exciting flavour combination. It's one of my favourites. Enjoy. Hello, Katia, and welcome to Tea with HB. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, so yeah, I'm Katia. I'm 25 and I'm from London. I have several chronic illnesses. So they are HEDS, POTS, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue and chronic migraine. And just for those people who don't know what they are. (laughs) Yes, of course. Because that's a lot of um, probably words that people haven't heard. So I also have hypermobile Ehlers-Danlos syndrome or HEDS, as you know. Um, Mm -hmm. And Briefly, do you want to explain how that affects you? Yeah, so it's a connective tissue disorder. So it affects, um, I mean, your connective tissues are everywhere in your body. So it is super widespread. It affects your joints, it affects your organs. um, And there's so many different uh, symptoms that it can cause, particularly subluxations, which is a partial dislocation of a joint. And that's in most of the joints, which obviously results in lots of pain. And then POT is... I hope I'm pronouncing this right. I'm not officially diagnosed with it, but I have the symptoms. So, you know, it often goes hand in hand with EDS. Yes, And it's postural tachycardia syndrome. Postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. Yeah. 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 And that's an an abnormal increase or change in heart rate, right? Yeah. And it's... um, With me, I just... I get really dizzy when I stand up. I know a lot of people faint and... Yeah, yeah. or nearly faint. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Some quite extreme symptoms sometimes. Um, and yeah, and, and fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. That's kind of widespread pain, um, which um, has many similar symptoms yeah. to HEDS. Um, 
And I mean, they just told me I had that because the a lot of the symptoms are overlapping and it's kind of, um, yeah, widespread pain and it's like very tender to touch um, yeah. and things like that. And I'm not really sure because I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia and then when I got my EDS diagnosis, I was like, okay, so that is what fibromyalgia actually is so that's what i thought but then a rheumatologist said it's both some people can have yeah. fibromyalgia yeah. <laughs> without EDS. so i'm pretty sure yeah. i actually have both but yeah and also because um research on a lot of these conditions it's still coming out i mean a long time ago it wasn't even considered um a chronic illness kind of thing they just kind of discarded it so um there is only recently research coming out on it which is really really useful for people with it and when when I was growing up the the word chronic didn't exist people kind of have much more of an understanding of oh chronic pain and I hope people have more awareness now that pain can exist that isn't affected by painkillers like the pain I experience I know for some people painkillers do work for them but for me Mm -hmm. ibuprofen paracetamol morphine nothing Mm -hmm. does has any impact at all yeah so how did you decide to create a travel Instagram so I kind of actually was thinking of doing a website when I was diagnosed and when I had all my daily management tips and obviously I when I was diagnosed I was looking for a place that would tell me that I could travel with a chronic illness and I couldn't really find that anywhere I wanted to kind of inspire and reassure other people that it is possible to travel with a chronic illness but in a different way um so a couple of months into my travel that's when I decided um, maybe an Instagram was kind of the best way to kind of share that information um, and just kind of connect with other people. And I hadn't really had a sense of community um, since I was diagnosed because I hadn't really reached out to I've anyone. Been to the support so groups or things like that. Yeah. No, not at all. Do you want to no, shout out yeah. your Instagram quickly? Because you have beautiful photos and everybody needs to follow oh, you. So. Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so my Instagram, you can find me at Positively Chronic Travels. When I saw your page... I followed immediately, one, because you have beautiful photography skills. I mean, your colour scheme is just amazing. <laughs> Thank you. But also just, I thought, oh, this is my dream page. I, I really want, I love travelling, I really want to travel. And like you, I think, I'd, I'd never really come across a place where there was so much information about travelling specifically with a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. So I was so excited to find you. Oh, I'm so glad that I could create it because, yeah, I mean, that's what I was looking for as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's kind of all why we're in this community is to try and help the past versions of ourselves or help people just coming in and Absolutely. just being diagnosed maybe yeah. or having no support. Mm-hmm. And giving the resources that might not have been there uh, exactly. actually in the past. Because yeah. even now there is so much sort of negligence and misunderstanding in the medical profession and it is so sad and... Um, especially of teenage girls if you're a teenage girl with any kind of complaint you kind of get dismissed yeah that's true yeah and that's that's really hard Mm -hmm. yeah but so I was so excited to find your page but I was also just thinking how are you traveling with a chronic health condition Mm -hmm. because my last experience of travel was so awful um the airport staff was so rude i'm so sorry to hear that you had a bad experience i used special assistance i had said i needed help and that for me was a big deal in itself because Mm -hmm. asking for help is one of the hardest things and i think probably the most difficult thing i've had to learn um being ill but yeah i was i was in a wheelchair going through security my knees were partially dislocating so subluxing and Mm -hmm. they like pulled my legs out um 
and when they were checking me and made it so much worse I just burst into tears obviously because you know how how much pain pain. that is already and then when someone actually touches that joint you just can't cope Mm -hmm. um but yeah, and so I was just thinking, how do you navigate that? Because for me, it would be so stressful to even think about travelling again because I'm so scared of having another negative experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, there can be lots of anxiety um, definitely around around it because there are so many factors to consider um, and so many other factors that potentially able-bodied people, healthy people um, might not have to experience. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely a challenge, but there are several tools, um, and things that you can do perhaps a little different to how, um, people might normally travel, um, to enable that to happen. I think honesty would probably be my my number one piece of advice would be Mm -hmm. whether you're traveling with people, you know, really well, which I think you should be if you have a pre-existing health condition Mm -hmm. so that they can kind of help you and know what's up so they can speak for you if you're somehow unable to speak at the time or yeah definitely Um, my last travel experience I was having a seizure I couldn't talk luckily I was traveling with my best friend she knew all my all the ins and outs of my condition and so was able to be my advocate basically Mm -hmm. and I would never ever want to go traveling with someone I didn't know um because of that because I think oh what if that happened again I would want to be with someone I trusted and who I know could talk for me if I couldn't. Mm -hmm. So for people, I mean, that might not even be a thing people think about, but I think it is important to be honest, whether you're traveling with someone you know really well or you're traveling with just acquaintances or a friendship group. One of them's really close to you. One of them's not. Just make sure everyone in that group knows your condition and knows what needs to happen in an emergency or knows what you can and can't eat. Just simple things like that. Absolutely. Um, and even, yeah, it can be yeah, a parent, a friend, a partner. Um, and even things like lifting your bag, like if you're not allowed to do that, that is, um, I'd say, pretty important, um, especially if you have similar conditions um, to us. Yeah. Um, and I mean, something that might be able to help um, is like writing down what your conditions are on a card um, as well, just in case you are unable to communicate verbally um, and need yeah. help and, I don't know, your friend or yeah. travel companion isn't even, there at the time. Yeah. yeah, or even just anxiety. I mean, I say honesty is important, mm-hmm. but it's so hard to get to that point where you even have enough self-confidence, especially if you've been dismissed for a really Absolutely. long time and aren't comfortable with talking about your condition yet. Having a kind of sentence prepared that you can say to anyone mm-hmm. or having a card with the different languages on it so that you can be understood by anyone is really important. So you don't have to kind of put yourself in in that position of saying something you're not actually comfortable with yet. Cause with a stranger that you don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think anyone would find that difficult. I don't think it's ever easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another tip would probably be make sure you're smiling. Because <laughs> in any language, I think a smile is more likely to get you help. Yeah. Yeah, but, of um, So you've That's experienced true. being housebound. We're all being housebound now. Yes. How, how is that affecting you when you love travelling? Mm-hmm. And I know you've been saving up for a while to travel. I mean, I kind of just... Um, right now, I'm perceiving it as being safe because we are safe and I'm really lucky that I can now be home and safe um, in England. That's such a good mindset to have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and... Um, I mean, yeah, I do love travel and I'm hoping to travel as soon as this is all over again. Why do you love it when it must be really difficult with all your health conditions and things? 
So for me, um, with my symptoms, the heat is actually really beneficial for my pain. Um, so I personally like to get away from England um, and I'm actually hoping to maybe find a warmer country that's also um, accessible that I can actually maybe settle in the longer term. I'm actually allergic to chlorine as well. Oh, really? So Yeah, so I love beaches um, because, I mean, I can actually swim in the sea and that's really helpful hydrotherapy-wise. It's kind of a low-impact type of physiotherapy yeah. that I can do to keep the strength. Yeah. The only thing that helped my symptoms growing up when I had no diagnosis, had no idea what was going on, I knew that the only thing that helped was really, yes. really cold water. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of hydrotherapy. <laughs> yeah, no, water water is amazing. So beaches, small exotic islands are just like my happy mm. place. I would love to move to an island. Heat re- is really helpful for my symptoms mm-hmm. as well. I think that's probably something to touch on actually for us when we decide to travel somewhere we're probably thinking about the location and going somewhere hot to kind Mm -hmm. of ease our pain and I definitely like to move out of the UK when I'm a bit older (laughs) and can afford to yeah exactly yeah but it isn't actually like that for everyone and heat doesn't always help everyone sometimes cold can be really good I mean like cold water so for me a -hmm. beach on a sunny day with cold water ideal (laughs) for other people the Mm -hmm. heat causes inflammation even more so and it's just not ideal at all Mm -hmm. and the cold might be a better kind of location for them and that's absolutely fine whatever suits you is the the right place and so So. do you have any tips for people on choosing a destination like a kind of step-by-step guide or something to to find a a travel destination that suits yeah absolutely so kind of Choosing your location wisely, um, making a list of your needs, so whether on your preferences of location, so do you like the hot or cold, and then kind of based on that, um, is it beaches, is it mountains, countryside, forests, cities, somewhere with a lot of culture, and that's another thing that if you do have lots of allergies, to research if there are restaurants that will suit your dietary needs, um, so just spending lots of time to prep and make sure that um everything will be accessible for you and somewhere where you speak the language as well yeah or at least learn you know sans gluten like learn the language so you know what you need to be avoiding so you're not ending up with a meal that you don't want to eat <laughs> or can't that's eat that's true that's true and also um will I actually put together some uh allergy cards with photos of my allergens that's an amazing um, idea really really helped to communicate um all my allergies and um they I think I did write them in English but with the images you could um, they could be understood in communicate quite well exactly exactly and then you could google translate it if you need to and then in that location that you choose um what will there be lots of activities that you can do in that location that that suit you um and the way that you can um plan all of this is um all online, we're so lucky to have technology yes. My mum and I travelled to um, Japan via YouTube last week. Oh, amazing. It was lots of fun. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, well, um, I don't know how that made you feel, but did you know that your brain can't actually tell the difference between real and imagined? So if you're looking at a video of something, it can hardly even that tell the difference. That is really interesting. Um, wow. So... That, that yeah just scientifically studies have started to show that um particularly even with exercise so um if if athletes are imagining doing a 
doing a 100 wow. meter race they will actually be training their muscles yeah. in their brain and they will physically be changing in them so that's the kind of research but I mean linking it to visualization on YouTube um when you're planning that that can just help prepare mentally for the trip um but also I mean if, if you aren't at a stage that you can physically travel you can literally virtually travel through the internet and YouTube videos Google Maps and your brain will makes you feel, feel like less you're there. isolated and it yeah and it will actually like it is scientifically proven exactly that, that your brain will actually appreciate that it's just yeah it's awesome yeah does it ever scare you traveling to an island are you ever scared that there might not be a doctor around who knows about your conditions or I mean there are barely any doctors in the UK that know about EDS so I, does that scare you that you might have a flare-up on holiday and how would you manage that or how do you plan for that it doesn't have to be a small island that's just my preference um, there are so so many places incredible places in the world that um, may suit other people better so for me I have lots of supplements and medicines with me I've kind of got um I don't know, first aid kit and lots of little bits and bobs that or medicines that just in case something happens, I will have with me. But I mean, with EDS, um, fibromyalgia, I mean, the, well, the worst thing that could happen is probably Definitely. a dislocation, um, which um, like a full dislocation that can't go in, in which case you would have to get uh, a boat to yeah. a mainland. Nothing anyone can really do about that. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So usually it's just subluxations, which is just kind of home management, rest. I just don't really walk on it because it can damage and just lots of things for like even mental uh, pain management. So kind of CBT and breathing and just thinking positively and knowing that it's a flare up. And, yeah, that's um, so important. So important. I know a lot of people say flippantly, oh, think positive. But when we're actually saying that, what we're meaning is, okay, this is a flare up. This isn't going to kill me. Because when you're in that much pain, it can be so scary. And especially at the beginning, I remember before I had a diagnosis, I remember feeling so scared. I just didn't know what was happening to me. It's not knowing what it is that can make the pain It actually worse, can. Because, because that is an innate yeah, response. Of course. That is what pain is. It's, it's to tell your body there's something wrong. But if there's something wrong and it can't be... There isn't anything you can do about that it that can fix it. Yeah, be able to stop it. Like it's not like a heart attack or something like that. Then, then it is just something. I think like, by accepting the pain, it yeah, it helps um, to just kind of know. Okay, it is painful, but just kind of letting it subside into yeah. the background a little bit and just exactly distraction and, and techniques that. I think when people with without it, chronic pain um, without kind of ask over. me, oh, how are you still smiling? How are you still coping? You know, why aren't you just crying? It's, well, yes, it is painful enough to cry, but that's not the choice you make. Mm-hmm. And there are types of pain that you just can't stop crying. Um, yeah. But I think... And that, I mean, that's the other thing. I didn't know how many different types of pain there were. Mm-hmm. And you know that 1 to 10 scale in A&E or accident and emergency emergency room <laughs> yes. er whoever's listening do you know what i mean <laughs> um that one to ten scale they give you of you know rate your pain and it's so silly i really wish they'd have different kinds of pain and i feel like yes is it stabbing is yes it sharp? we is should it make is it yeah crushing? we should make um what do you call it like a, 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 pain a resource scale. for hospitals and send them out yeah. i think that'd be a really good thing yeah. to do because whoever like anyone can end up in A&E and that one to ten mm-hmm. scale is not going to help you at all and especially if you're someone mm-hmm. who 
has a high pain threshold or is quite good at dealing with things, mm-hmm. it, your pain mm-hmm. might be objectively a 10, but you're seeing it as a 7 because you're brave or you're dealing with it. Or, you know, there are so many different uh, perceptions of pain as well as different types. And I had no idea there were so many different types. And I find one of the hardest types to deal <laughs> with is my, like my jaw at the moment. It's been subluxed for about three months. And that just means that if I open my mouth too wide, then it clicks and it's really painful. If I'm eating something too hard or chewy, it will really hurt. But the rest of the time, it's just like this dull aching. And that for me can actually be one of the worst kinds of pain because it's so tiring. It's so wearing. And it almost makes you feel sick. Yes, exactly. You just want it to go away, but it you just want a little yeah. break from it. And just especially... Yeah. Recoup that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's on a joint that you use. Absolutely. Yeah, because you can't rest it yeah. unless you yeah. don't want to talk at all for exactly. until it goes, which, yeah. Yeah. Are there any specific things that you, like, must have with you when you're travelling? Is there anything that is a packing essential? So, for me, um, it's pillows, which... Um, so I have a special coccyx cushion, which really relieves pain um, because it subluxes in my hips as well. Um, my neck also subluxes, so I need a special pillow to sleep on, which uh, is a little bit heavy, but is really, really worth it and prevents a lot of migraines. Um, I also have some portable versions of those and like a blow up one for the beach. Any other packing essentials? Oh, yes. I mean, if you need other mobility aids um a foldable walking stick or just walking stick wheelchair you can also get foldable ones i didn't take one with me on the most recent travels but i have researched um for around 100 200 pounds they do have um some lightweight foldable ones that i might invest in for a future trip um and then, of course, researching wheelchair accessible places is yes, also quite important. Definitely. Yeah. You don't want to spend all this money and time and energy traveling to a beautiful location and then realize you can't leave the hotel Absolutely. or Airbnb. Yeah. So research is definitely um, key. Um, and just checking in advance, which is, mm-hmm. is so great that we have the technology <laughs> to do that. Yeah. So you you were telling me about packing cubes and I've only just found out about these and I think they're really helpful. So do you want to... Tell us about your experience with packing cubes. I mean, when you're living out of a suitcase um, and you are moving around a little bit, it, it's just nice to have um, all your clothes or um, just certain things in certain packing cubes just so that it doesn't get all jumbled and it's a bit stressful when everything's all over the place and you don't know um, where anything is. Um, and also when you're bending down with joint pain, like to get into a suitcase, that's actually it, like, well, yeah. for pots as well, like, I hate that. So I just get my packing cube and like put it on a higher surface and then I can reach my clothes or my pills or... Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, packing cubes are really important. Um, Obviously, I planned a lot packing the right kind of clothes um, and as light as possible Mm. as well, just so that it's not too heavy, especially (laughs) for the person carrying... Yeah, especially for the person carrying um, suitcase. Um, So obviously researching the weather in that location, seeing what kind of garments are appropriate... But also, yeah, medication, supplements um, for the whole of your trip because you don't want to feel like you're going to run out or um, you don't know if they will stock it in the pharmacy potentially in that country. Um, But also, yeah, precautionary things like first aid kit or um, medications you might need in a certain situation that you maybe 
could experience and this goes for everyone you don't have to have a pre-existing health condition or a chronic illness to i think that's really important to prepare properly for a trip Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Yeah, definitely um and then there's things like getting all your medical outstanding appointments um and they've actually signed off for you to go because with a pre-existing um condition um yeah they might not let you fly so you need to obviously check um, that's okay to go. And then things like something like travel insurance is super important for your peace of mind. So, um, and there are lots of companies that do cover your pre-existing conditions um, and they are more expensive, um, but I'd say it's worth it, especially knowing all the um, potential things that yeah. Again, might happen and again, that you everyone should probably have for. travel insurance. <laughs> everyone should probably have travel. <laughs> My jaw's aching so much. <laughs> Everyone should probably have travel insurance, but especially if you know you're higher risk, it's just sensible. Definitely. Yeah. So those kind of things are all quite important um, to consider before you are planning on going on a trip. If you're traveling with another person and you have a pre-existing health condition, but anyway, whoever you're traveling with, whatever your condition is, whether you're completely healthy or not, you're going to be relying on another person somehow for something. Yeah. And I think just... For people who are listening to this and are planning a trip, travelling for the first time, maybe without family and they have a chronic illness or whatever it might be, what advice would you give to the able-bodied person travelling with them? What advice would you give to the friend or the carer? I think it takes a lot of patience um, because there will be things that the um, person with the chronic illness might not be able to do. Um, so I think it's also about compromise and they might not know their own limitations exactly and it will only kind of maybe spur up like on the day when you've planned an activity and you suddenly are like actually I can't go because of this this and this so they maybe can go along to the activity the person that is able-bodied and you can stay and set those boundaries Um, beforehand to say it's okay to leave me in the hotel room while Mm -hmm. I read a book and not feeling guilty because you can feel like they they can definitely feel guilty for it and and you might also get and I actually did get um the kind of fear of missing out um but I did have to reiterate to myself kind of like not to beat myself up about it yeah I mean what I did was just to kind of transition the way I thought about missing out and change it into something that's positive and I called it like a rest and pamper day and I'd I don't know have a list of things that I could do I'd have a book I'd have downloaded films and series obviously bad wi-fi so that's such a good idea to kind of because you know within that planning stage if you have a pre-existing health condition you want to be planning pacing yes you want to plan that you have a rest day and you might need several rest days which yes definitely definitely i mean for me if i'm even planning the summer staying at home i always plan okay one day i'm doing something the next day i'm not just to give myself a recovery period but I think seeing that recovery time rest time as a treat day instead and doing something you know you'll still enjoy like reading a book is such a good idea mm-hmm. or even just having a bath or just putting on a face mask or meditating um yes. just seeing it as self-care time yeah rather yeah. than and seeing it as out not time, your fault and not which... because of your illness but actually this is something everybody should be doing everybody mm-hmm. should be making sure they make time for their mental health yes. and self-care even on holiday obviously that's what that's kind of what holiday is for but holidays can be so stressful yes so it's fine to relax (laughs) yeah 
yeah that's really good advice. yes yeah and so balancing the kind of yeah. action-packedness and making it yeah more and keeping communication open I think that. whoever yeah you travel with there will be times when you get a bit irritable there will be times when something stressful happens and just mm-hmm. making sure you know if they're having a flare-up and they're being a bit more irritable than usual if you have slightly more understanding it can probably make the situation better mm-hmm and, and not letting it affect you. So if they are being a bit snappy, just accepting that, yes, they're probably in pain or uh, vice versa. Okay, they're dealing with a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah. And even if the companion that is able-bodied is the same, I think everybody... Um, everybody has bad days. If you're in a hot everybody gets snappy. And, yeah, yes. exactly, you're tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even just PMS. Anybody will. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, thank you so so much for agreeing to come on. There's so many helpful tips. Oh, thank you so much for having me on here. It's um, yeah, been an honour, and I love listening to your podcast. Um, so it's really fabulous to be on here, um, speaking to you. So, oh, that's so kind of you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you're enjoying the podcast, share it with several friends. If you have any questions or suggestions, you can find me on Instagram at hollyblossom underscore HB or send me an email at twithhb at gmail.com. I only have water bits in a tea mug, so does that count? <laughs> we are delving into how to make travel easy and accessible. Pain management... <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.